Welcome to Up the Villa, the Aussie Villains podcast. I'm Paul, your host. You can get me on Paul underscore football. We review the uh, new old draw against Wolves. We look at the injuries that we've got at the moment and we talk about a legend of the game. This is Up the Villa, the Aussie Villains podcast. Absolutely brilliant. The way he received the ball, turned, swiveled. One thing in his mind and really did commit to that shot. Good touch there by McGinn. Taken up by Watkins. Who's in here for Viva? Ollie Watkins. Oh, he was so unselfish there. Tried to feed Bertrand Triore when surely a shot was on. Disappointing result against Wolves. A nil-all draw. But... We did lose to them last year twice, so big improvement there. They've basically taken one point from us this season. It really was cliched a game of two halves where we hit our chances in the first half, hit the woodwork, just couldn't put them away. Uh, Sanson going off with a uh, ankle injury, which doesn't look like it's too bad. Second half, Wolves attacked us as uh, Premier League teams seem to do. Uh, and we just didn't have the answers. In the end, a couple of brilliant saves by Emmy kept us uh, in the hunts and kept us the points. It's, I, for me, look, I find that it's, the last two results have been really disappointing. Like this morning, I wasn't as disappointed when I still saw that, you know, obviously Matty Cash and Grealish not being there. You can't underestimate how fantastic those two players are for our team. And it might be really good that we are safe um, in terms of having a look at what plays we've got for the rest of the season. Europe's out of the question now, and that's okay. And we probably weren't ready anyway for Europe. Whilst to get there is our aim and then to be permanently, you know, top six to seven and, and playing in Europe year after year to bring in a better quality player and more income and all the benefits we know that come from playing European football, we weren't ready. And it could have been we were playing on too many fronts down the track. You've got your League Cups, your FA Cups. We would have been potentially playing in Europa League uh, and then obviously the Premier League as well. With our squad depth and size at the moment, probably was going to be too much. People are saying, uh, you know, Davis, for example, not doing enough, but he's only really come on in uh, spits and spurts and played a few minutes here and there. It has been very long outs of not getting goals. Uh, it's, it's one of the longest uh, droughts for, for any player in any club. Um, uh, Watkins is, I think he's doing great stuff. I think he needs more support at the moment. He's trying to, to make uh, the play. Traore um, tried to do, didn't have a great game. Barkley came on, hasn't really fired me up. I'll be 100% honest. If we pay $40 million for Barkley, it's too much. If we can get him for around 30, as I've said before, 25 to 30. You do need those players in your squad because he does have talent. Is he going to take us to the next level? Not the way he's playing. I could be completely wrong because I'm not someone, uh, I'm not in, in his head. He just doesn't look like he's trying as hard as we want. And and a look uh, from a supporter point of view does say a lot, right? He might be doing everything he can, but he just doesn't seem to be that lung uh, bursting kind of 
smashes into the box that we were, were hoping for him. Grealish looked completely bored watching the game in the second half. To be honest, who could blame him? Looked like he'd just gone down to Tesco's and uh, forgot that his game was on. If you saw what he was wearing, what he was probably wearing was probably worth $20,000 and looked like he could have bought it for three pounds or three euros anyway. But look, um, Dean Smith under the pump from certain bands of supporters as well. Now, let's be honest there. We are safe. Um, last season, we were nowhere near it. If we were having the same results next year, yes, we were safe, but we weren't progressing tactically and so forth. Then, uh, and then we were having a bad kind of second half or end of the season. You, you could put Dean Smith under a little bit of pressure there. But to, you know, even then, I'm not even sure if that's correct. But right now, get off his back. Uh, a bit worried that Mings looked like he'd, he'd picked up a bit of a knee knock. And then obviously, Traore looked sore, Sanson looked sore. So the injuries could pile up here. So right now, it could be a fantastic time for some of our young talent to to come forward and show what they've really got. And, you know, we can then realistically be way ahead of a lot of other teams trying youngsters where we can actually say, well, maybe you're not quite right. Let's go out for an extended loan. Or maybe you're not quite right. We're going to sell you. There's, those things have to happen. You can't keep every youngster because they came through the academy. Disappointing result, but wasn't as disappointing as the previous game anyway. So um, onwards and upwards. Um, I, I, I really, you know, I suppose the, any positives that we can take out, take out would have to be defensively. Another clean sheet. Emmy Martinez playing fantastically. I don't think there's one player you could pick on that had really poor game or someone who had a sensational game. It was just one of those games. We we almost went through the motions in the second half. I think the other thing to probably think about um, is the factor of the crowd. Would the Villa crowd have brought them home in the second half and reinvigorated them, which, you know, for anyone who's ever played the game, even if your mum and dad are shouting on the sideline, you do get fired up. Or would there have been that kind of um, that murmur of discontent that almost becomes a booze at the end of the game and makes some shrinking violets? We won't know, but that would have been a, a really interesting factor as well. Um, Europe's over. Top 10 is still well and truly on the cards. Um, sorry if I'm sounding negative, but look, if we're honestly looking upwards to Europe, we, we are kidding themselves. We're not getting past some of those teams ahead of us right now. Let's hope we can regroup. Grealish gets back and he's feeling fresh and we can really take it to Tottenham as well. Um, but, you know, Neil all we didn't lose. Did it feel like a loss? Well, I live in Brisbane. Uh, so yesterday I went and saw my local team, Brisbane Raw, play on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, we had 1-0 against Sydney FC and really looked to, to, to take it to them. And then we dropped off and then missed a couple sitters late in the game. It could have gone either way. Obviously, one all draws can, so I'm stating the bleeding obvious. But came away from that draw feeling absolutely like a loss. And then watching this game today, it, just, it did actually feel like a draw. Talking to my old man, you know, there's those draws that feel like wins and there's those draws that feel like losses. This just realistically felt like a draw. Um, hopefully our supporters um, don't go through the doldrums for the second half of the year and we can kind of uh, look forward to seeing which players are going to be able to step up, which players are um, certainly going to be moved on uh, and so forth as well. Love to hear your thoughts. 
Um, you can get us on Australian Fans of Villa on Facebook, Australian Fans of Villa on Twitter. You can also get me at Paul underscore football. Would love to have uh, some of you guys, whether you're from Australia, from England, anywhere else, our Ghana supporters, anyone who wants to be on there, I'll send you a link and we can uh, have a bit of a chat on this podcast. We've done that with other uh, Villa supporters from around the world as well. Um, but look, nil all draw, it's not a loss. And we'll take the point. We'll move on up the villa. So Jack Grealish's uh, injury rose uh, kept him out of uh, Saturday's game or Sunday morning's game against Wolves. Um, 25-year-old, hopefully going to come back soon. Our captain has missed, I think, four games in a row now. Um, he's been he's been sidelined for four games. Leicester, Leeds, uh, Sheffield United, and obviously Wolves. Um, I think at this point in time, the medical staff have said that, yeah, he's running around. He looks like he's on the treadmill. Looks like he's not far from uh, coming back and he is um, pain-free. So that's something to really consider there. While someone may look uh, like they're okay, um, certainly if he's playing with pain, we don't want that. There's nothing further to gain from this season. We're safe. We're not going to be pushing for Europe. Uh, Matty Cash looks like he'll be out for a couple more weeks, uh, same as uh, Courtney House as well. Um, so in future weeks, though, uh, Wesley, who's been sign for a long time, uh, it's pretty exciting. Looks like he might be coming back to play a couple of under-23 games. We may even see him this season. I hope they don't uh, rush him back. Um, so we've got Newcastle uh, followed by Tottenham. Uh, Newcastle very much uh, will be fighting tooth and nail against us. They will be certainly, um, they're just clear of the relegation zone at the moment. And then Tottenham um, seem reinvigorated. Um, and, you know, it's going to be a hard challenge. Always good to play those teams, the Newcastles and the Tottenhams, and, and just see where we really are, really are at. I, I personally think Jack will miss a, a couple more weeks. I think we're better off having him in his prime. When you're playing with a slight injury, any of us who've played the game or any of us who've watched the game for any period of time know that with a coming in with a slight injury, how often you see a player pick up a different injury. As I said, I don't think there's anything to gain. Let's ride off Europe, obviously. We're not going to be relegated, so there's no point taking any risks um, at all. So let's just hope those injuries uh, that we talked about in the uh, Wolves uh, uh, pre or review. So let's just hope that Traore's and the Mings and uh, Sansongs aren't too injured. Uh, if they are, no point pushing these players. Let's get that youth in, as we've said. Let's see where they sit. Let's see how we go there. And one of the really positives there as well is to go, right, the academy boys get a bit of a go, which we've already seen in FA Cup, for example. Um, where do we need to strengthen our squad? Well, our defence is looking fantastic. I don't think we need to do too much there. We've got a fantastic keeper, a couple of really good keepers uh, as backup there as well. Um, our centre-halves and, and, and the others are looking fantastic. We will need some more quality in the midfield. I'd love another one or two at kind of attacking players. Players were looking to take the ball on. Um, and then, you know, get another striker or two because we're not saying Watkins isn't good enough, but if there's injuries uh, or play two up front, some of the best periods of time we've ever had as villains has been when we've had the, the pairings of players. So I would love to see that play two up front or one can go out wide and come in and, and take it on and, and free Jack up again. So, you know, injuries create opportunities up the villa. We love looking at past players. 
on uh, Up the Villa, the Aussie Villains uh, podcast, and one of my favourites, one of many fans' favourites, uh, Juan Pablo Angel. Just, you know, a player that you just enjoyed watching, had the flowing locks of Kachai uh, very jealous about. So Juan Pablo Angel Orango, born 24th of October, 75, Colombian, and uh, certainly made his mark with us, played for a, na- a number of teams, Atletico Nacional, River Plate, New York Red Bulls, LA Galaxy, Chivas USA, and back to Atletico Nacional, where he started. Played 175 games for Villa, fantastic amount of games, 44 very memorable goals. Played 10 years off and on in the Colombian national team, 33 games and nine goals. So, look, he won a championship with Nationale, uh, moved to River Plate. So he's been at some fantastic uh, clubs, came to us uh, on 9.5 million, which was a club record for us at that point in time. And, you know, uh, I think there are players, you can play a few years at a club or you can play forever. But at that point in time, you know, we needed players like that. We needed that excitement that he gave us as well. Um, he was our record signing, as we said before. Uh, made a debut and a loss, unfortunately, against United. Um, and and we can't really know this for sure unless you're in the back room, but it was actually one of Villa's highest ever um, paid players as well. So, you know, had a few issues early on in his career at Villa and um, ones that we won't go in there. They were off the field as well. Um even though we struggled for a while and he struggled for a while, he really made his move uh, for us. Um, only a couple more players uh, have scored more goals than him for the club, and that's uh, Dwight York and Gabby Abongahor. So realistically, has to be up there as one of our greats, but also just loved the way he played the game. Uh, 44 goals for the Villa. One Pablo Angel, you good-looking unit. Thanks for being a villain. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Up the Villa Aussie Villains podcast. I'm Paul, your host. You can get me on Paul underscore football on Twitter. Alternatively, you can get us on Australian Fans of Villa on Facebook and Twitter as well. It's all about the claret and blue. Up the Villa.